Welcome to the Venture Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Wallace, Vice President of Vizient's Member Back Ventures. And today we're continuing our focus on the partnership between BrightMD and Unity Point Health Ventures. We have back with us Emily Getz, who's the Vice President of Commercial at BrightMD, and Matt Warrens, Managing Director for Innovation at Unity Point. Emily, Matt, it's good to have you on our podcast today. Talk about some of the critical success factors if an organization or a provider is looking to embrace sort of a new frontier, because I think asynchronous can be viewed as a new frontier. It is different. It is new. There's new and emerging technologies such as BrightMD that are making that possible. But for a provider organization, what are some of the critical success factors that you all have seen need to be a part of the mindset and maybe even a part of the deployment as they embrace this type of new technology? I just think that health systems just have a hard time getting out of their traditional mindset around decision making. The reality is that digital solutions like this are really easy to implement and stand up. Emily can correct me if I'm wrong here, but like when we're training our providers to work on this platform, it's like less than a 20 minute training session with them. And we've already heard back from the providers that we've trained how easy this is to use and how much they like using it. And then with our initial rollout here, we've done little marketing to date with the platform yet, just as we're ramping up and making sure that our providers are ready to take on the volumes. And consumers are already finding this resource without us even marketing it. And how do they find it, Matt? How does the consumer access it specifically at Unity Point? Yeah, we have this bedded inside of our MyChart, right? So it's one of the choices of where to go, where to seek care if you have a MyChart account with us. But it's also front and center on our webpage under where to go for care as one of the options. But our plan as we scale and roll out the solution will be a pretty wide social media campaign with the platform. I was just going to throw into, I think one of the things Unity Point has done really well is sort of being thoughtful about how they position and message. Because I think, Crystal, you mentioned asynchronous care maybe is more new frontier. And I think you're right. If I go tell someone down the street that's not in healthcare, especially I work for an asynchronous care company, they have no idea what that means. And so I think Matt's team's done a really nice job. And that is one thing I'd recommend is really being thoughtful about how are we messaging this to our providers and how are we messaging it to our patients? Because there are so many new tools. But as Matt said, it's really not that hard. And we see such high satisfaction and recommendation. 90% of our providers would recommend it to others. That's pretty high for any kind of healthcare provider tool, I think, today. That is, it's astounding in terms of the simplicity that both Emily, you and Matt have conveyed with regards to how you bring providers on board, right? It creates a win for them in so many ways. And then the onboarding into that is pretty simple and quick and easy. So I think that's a critical success factor, as you all have mentioned. So Matt, if you don't mind talking about scaling this technology in your system, where are you guys with that? And where else do you need to go? And talk about some of the things you've encountered along the way that created success for your organization and maybe even some learnings as well. Yes, absolutely. So we started in our biggest market in Des Moines. The Des Moines Metro is a little bit under a million people. And so this is the biggest market that we're in. And so that's why we started here. And our plan will be to roll it out across the entire state later this year, as well as our sites in Illinois and Wisconsin. As part of our scaling plan, we're also going to be credentialing and licensing our providers in what we refer to as the snowbird states. So knowing that a lot of our patient population, we live here in the Midwest, so it's, it can be pretty cold in the winter. So a lot of people travel to places like Arizona 
Arizona, Texas, and Florida. And so we're going to be licensing our providers in those states and a few others so that they can be accessing care when they're traveling. The other thing that we did from an approach standpoint is that while we knew that the best way to scale this from a provider standpoint would be to have the providers working in a quote unquote call center type setting so that this was all that they were doing and not doing this task like in between seeing patients, we did decide initially to have our retail clinic providers be the ones who were treating these patients and reviewing these diagnoses and recommended treatment plans. And part of the reason that we wanted to do that is, is that we wanted to build confidence in our frontline provider staff in the platform. If I go back to when we first started doing video visits, I think it was really critical if you were a provider who had never done a video visit, you weren't very likely to recommend to your patients to use that platform. And so we took this approach of having our retail clinic providers using the platform and understanding how it works to really build confidence as we then now scale it out across the rest of the organization. That's great. What are patients saying about BrightMD or about this access now that they have to something, whether they know it's BrightMD or not? What are they saying about it? We're still in the early phases of implementations, but we have already gotten like direct patient quotes back. And so we've heard things like very grateful that this is available and available any time of the day or things like I'm definitely going to use this again. This is so quick. This is so easy. Those are the kind of comments that we're already hearing. And Emily, from your point of view, what are you all hearing? Well, I was just going to say, I actually pulled a patient quote this morning just from our anonymized patient data that I was hoping I could share because I think it's sort of a little bit of a longer quote, but it says, the experience was amazing. My visit summary contained more explanation for why I was prescribed each medication and the thought that went behind my care than I've ever received before. I've told everyone I know about the service. Oddly, even though I didn't talk to a provider in person or video, this feels like the most personalized treatment that I've ever received. The entire process took less than 10 minutes, including my visit being reviewed and medication sent to a pharmacy. That's direct quote that I saw this morning. Well, that's pretty comprehensive. And I love that. That's fantastic. I feel like I made that up, but... Truly making a difference in the lives of patients. Thank you for sharing that, Emily. Now, as you guys think about your partnership and your relationship, what do you see is next for this relationship as it relates to scaling further? Matt, you've already talked about scale, right, at Unity Point, but what else are you guys looking to do together? So I mentioned that before that in the rare occasion that patients have to be escalated, the BrightMD is essentially able to provide the beginning of a SOAP note for that provider, whatever that next level of care will be. That really causes us to kind of step back and reflect for a second of all the other ways we envision that we can use the core product of BrightMD. And so we're now talking about one of the biggest volumes of work for our providers are portal messages. So in other words, patients who are messaging through the MyChart application, messaging into their providers, questions, comments, concerns, et cetera. And the sure volume for some of these providers are in the thousands of messages per month because it's a bunch of back and forth. Imagine if you were in a text chain with your provider, but you're doing it through this portal platform, which doesn't make necessarily accessing these things in real time very simple. And so we are in the process of working with BrightMD and our IT group on how we can take the core BrightMD technology and put it in front of these portal messages so that instead of a provider opening up a really long, detailed message from a patient that might not make a whole lot of sense or have all the details that that provider is really going to need in order to take an action. We want to insert that BrightMD process in front of this so that we could essentially tee up a soap note for that patient. The next step of that also is for our providers who are responding to these portal messages, essentially creating inside of Epic, it's called smart phrases, where you will be able to send a specific BrightMD smart exam back to that patient when they're asking a specific question. And is that AI driven to some degree? It is. Perfect. 
Emily, any more you want to add to that? And I have a follow-up question. Yeah, I'm so excited about that work. It's something I hear certainly from Matt and from Unity Point, but from a lot of our customers and our prospects as well that I work with just around the challenge that those messages provide and how we can get providers the right data and make that a better experience. Like we were saying earlier, both on the patient side and on the provider side. I think at the same time, that's going to enable us to really open up the types of conditions that we can help support treatment for beyond some of that urgent care. Another area we're stepping into our fastest growing kind of set of interviews is all around behavioral health. And so we hope to kind of keep adding to our clinical content, which is really something that sort of differentiates how we do asynchronous care from other companies out there too. Oh, that's a great problem to solve challenge and specific service line area, I think, where this can be incredibly beneficial for patients. And then I was just going to make a comment about the portal messages. We've heard that also may be called inbox management, right? We get questions here at Vizient quite a bit on how other providers are solving for that. And I think if you all together can begin to solve for that challenge, I think it will be a huge value to providers along the way. So it could be a really good value proposition, both for BrightMD, but also really good service to the stakeholders, Matt, that you all serve there in your provider base. So I just wanted to make a comment about that. that we actually receive requests for that to say, are there any solution companies out there? We've received quite a few that are solving for inbox or portal message management because it's just too much for providers to be able to address. And so if you're doing that, I applaud you for taking that challenge on. And that's a good challenge to solve for providers and patients alike as well. It's a more comprehensive approach. I was going to just say it's a perfect example of asynchronous, right? Inbox messaging is asynchronous messaging. And so it's such a good fit for asynchronous care. Yeah, that's a great point. That is a terrific point. Are there any other challenges that you all have dealt with in your journey as it relates to regulatory policies, maybe payment reimbursement that have come through this relationship, either that you've been able to solve or you still are looking for more evolution of those specific policies and payment? Well, I think with anything new, reimbursement's always a challenge, right? And so we are actively working with our largest payers in our network to get this to be a reimbursable service. And we are getting some early traction there. We also have found that for the most part, there's no drop-off rate. And so patients, consumers are not balking at the copay that they're being charged for this service, which is good. And then the other front that we're working on is with large employers in the state and the markets that we serve. They're very interested in providing, essentially purchasing in bulk a certain number of asynchronous visits per year to provide to their employees. Well, that's interesting. Maybe to just take that one step further, the need to have an on-site clinic inside of your office or your factory. We talked about staffing shortages and crises earlier. It just becomes every day harder and harder to maintain. And when you have tools like this that can do all of these low acuity diagnoses, do you really need that person sitting in that factory or that office? It also makes me think, Emily, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it also makes me think of shared service opportunities for health systems to be able to staff asynchronous providers yeah. who can respond to this need around asynchronous care and the benefit that it provides. And so there may be future opportunities for Vizient to even talk with Brighton D as well as Unity Point about creating that kind of joint venture capability. So I think that could be tremendous. That is a perfect provider-backed joint venture that health systems can embark on where we're not setting up these individual capabilities, but is there a way to think about regional or even national context here? So a future conversation for us to have, for sure. I love that. Yeah, I absolutely see it. 
Well, Emily or Matt, any final commentary that you want to provide for our listeners this afternoon on the podcast? Or is there a question that I didn't ask that I should have asked that you wish I would have? I don't think there's anything that we didn't cover. The one thing I'd want to reiterate again is just how simple this is. This is not requiring a ton of EHR integration. The staff training is simple. Consumers want these tools. And so it's a way to add a service that you currently are providing today and get started really quickly. Well said, Matt. I feel like we covered a lot. I know we've talked a lot about healthcare consumers. I think I really expect that as we see more and more convenient care options, the healthcare consumers are going to drive more change. And this just does feel like such a great way for continuity of care within the health system. We really do believe that we want to transform the system from within and really keep the continuity of care for patients because we believe it drives better outcomes. And like Matt said, it's not as hard as I think it seems. It's not as big of a project to tackle. And so we're excited. We're starting to see more and more momentum as we move further and further into the pandemic and some of the digital strategies get picked back up. And I'm just really excited. I think it's going to be a really transformative couple of years and I can't wait. It is exciting. Well said, Emily. Well said, Matt. Thank you both, Emily and Matt, for joining us on the podcast today. And as always, thanks to our listeners for joining us as well on this episode of Venture Sprout. Please tune in for future episodes of the Venture Sprout podcast. And if you have any questions about Memberback Ventures, our contact email is in the resource section of our podcast page. I'm Crystal Wallace, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.